Hello, More Than Small Talk podcast friends. This is Holly. Each week, we'll bring you a little more encouragement as a follow-up to our latest episode. Today, I'm sharing about becoming fierce-hearted. The news came one fall afternoon. The leaves had just started acting like that neighbor woman who always wore the plain housecoat until showing up at the block party in the audacious dress everyone talked about for weeks. Reds and oranges and flashes of gold, perfume bittersweet as the edge of a burnt marshmallow. I was driving to my in-law's house when I heard the news. A friend had hurt me in a way I'd never expected. Normally, I'd just say, oh, that's okay. I tried. I gave the speech in my mind a thousand times, but it wouldn't make its way to my lips or fingertips, and I felt panicked. Because I am a woman who has always hated conflict. I would rather go under the drill at the dentist than have an argument. Yes, doctor, I'll take that root canal over exchanging tense words with someone I love. To avoid conflict, I would simply try very hard to be agreeable, and when that didn't work, I'd pretend to be fine anyway. Please pass the salt and potatoes, even though your fork is in my back. Let me pause and confess I full out know better. I have a master's degree in counseling, for goodness sake. One of the phrases I remember most from my training is, conflict is the way to become one. I loved that when I heard it and thought it was quite brilliant and beautiful, but it was like loving how caviar looks, all glittery and shiny at the fancy party, then realizing what's on your plate is cold and slimy and you'd rather have the cheap fish sticks the kids are eating, thanks. I'm starting to understand there are two kinds of knowing in this world. The first is in your head where everything makes sense and is as pristine as a laboratory. The other is the kind where scripture says things like Adam knew Eve. We used to blush and giggle in Sunday school at that one because we guessed what it really meant. But aside from the sexy talk, I think what that word knew expresses is experiencing something fully with not only our minds, but also our souls and hearts and bodies. And at the time when this hurt happened, I didn't know a thing about real healing conflict on that kind of deeper level. Looking back, I think I was just scared. Conflict seemed like making yourself bare and putting your whole vulnerable heart out there. I didn't appreciate the idea of my soft spots showing like a spring breakers on the beach. And honestly, I was afraid of what I might be capable of doing to someone else in that wary state. Better to stay buttoned up under the umbrella with my SPF 1000. And that's actually a reasonable enough strategy until something happens and there's no backup plan. Then we're in the very place we swore we would never be, feeling all the feelings, unable to undo it. I remembered how we're told to not let the sun go down on our anger. I'd always taken that literally, but as I thought about it more, I began to realize perhaps what that really means is not letting our anger slip into utter darkness into bitterness and hardness. I knew my only hope of that was to give my heart space to quit hissing like a terrified, trapped tomcat. I got on a plane the day after I heard the news and stared out the window at an offensively clear evening sky as I considered my options. I wanted with every part of me, down to my boot-covered toes, to slam the door of my heart. Not just on this person, but all people. I wanted to put a sign in the yard that said, Trespassers will be shot. I wanted to board up the windows and put a mean dog on the porch. I wanted to be done with all humans everywhere for always and always. Except I knew I still was one. And if I made this choice, I would suffocate in my own safety. 
Everything beautiful would become dusty. All that was alive inside would die because I couldn't let the light in. And I sensed Jesus, very kind and tender and knowing far more than I what it is to feel crucified, waiting quietly for me to decide what to do. I pulled out something to ride on and cried in the dark while the flight attendant passed out crackly packages of peanuts. I sniffled into my too small napkin and worried about scaring my seatmate. But I couldn't stop because this wasn't just about this one time, this one thing. And I knew once I finished my scribbling, I could never go back to who I was or how I lived before. This was my map and declaration and manifesto. A fierce-hearted woman looks life in the face and says, you can't beat me, knows love is risk, but reaches out anyway, understands kindness, takes real courage, believes the impossible, fights like she's unstoppable, dares to find beauty in a ragged soul, scandalously picks warm over cool, tastes life as a brief, salty, sweet miracle, skins her knees, has scars that bear witness, Defends like a warrior and weeps like a girl. Makes gentle the new strong, small the new big, ordinary the new extraordinary. Sees wrinkles on a face as lines in a victory story. Never gives in, never gives up, never lets go. Chases Jesus with a tender, world-changing wildness. Lives in your neighborhood or not even on your continent. Looked back at you from the mirror this morning and is yet to fully see the force her star scattering, mountain moving, water walking God created her to be. The wheels touched ground, and when we unloaded, I left some of my baggage on the plane. I left the part of me who had been nice out of fear, who had agreed because it was easier, who had silenced her own voice. The next week, I started going to counseling. The week after that, I sent the person who wounded me a note. I told the truth of my hurt of my hopes for parts of our relationship becoming different, of how much I loved her. Since then, we've been making our way back toward each other once again. But I'm not rushing. I'm not forcing the next step. That is both incredibly difficult and down deep healing all at once. I still hate conflict, but I've also come to see that is not all bad. That rough exterior hides gifts, like showing us what we really want and who we really are. It threw cold water on my face and woke me up. And while I sputtered and protested at the beginning, I'm now grateful because that house I so wanted to protect was actually on fire, a slow, deceptive burn, and I didn't know it. My refusal to ever have conflict with others meant I was in conflict with myself. And every time I refused to speak the truth in love, I lit another match. This story has no perfect, pretty ending. The relationship is still being restored brick by slow brick, sure and stronger, replacing shaky and crumbled down. The temptation to be a peacekeeper instead of a peacemaker in my everyday life is still there all the time. And I'm practicing not getting over things, but instead walking through them. An amateur tightrope artist who wishes for wings. But I know I've made a decision to live differently. I wouldn't be here with you if it had gone the other way. So here's to whatever brings us to the point where we can no longer stay the same. Here's to keeping the front door open. Here's to doing the brave, hard thing. You can find what I shared today in my book, Fierce Hearted, Live Fully, Love Bravely. And we'll have another More Than Small Talk episode for you soon. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll share this with a friend today so they can be encouraged too.